The scumbag of the night is the person responsible for ruining your sports happiness. They could cause you to lose your bet, cause you a tough loss in fantasy sports, or make the headlines for all the wrong reasons. We like to close out every weekly show with our scumbags of the night. So listen in and enjoy this week's. Wrapping up the show with the fan favorite scumbag of the night. I'm going to get into mine. Mine's really quick. It's a guy that's probably been a scumbag to a lot of people already. And if this show had been around four or five years ago, he would have been a weekly addition to the scumbag of the night. Johnny Manziel, Johnny Football. He's been playing in this backyard football league type of style, fan-controlled, seven-on-seven, little garbage league. But the dude came out, I think, on the Chris Long podcast, and he said, I'm giving myself 12 years to try and play professional golf. I'm going to grind this out and see how good I can get and see if I can't enter some tournaments, see if I can't go play professional golf eventually. I think it's a very uphill battle, but that's what I'm setting for my goals. I have 12 years to try and make a PGA Tour event. This guy, just the money, the the fame, the whatever you want to call it, just got into his head. He thinks he could do whatever he wants to do, and life is going to give him a big reality check with this one because I don't care how good he is. I may not know how good he is, but, dude, if Tony Romo, if a Steph Curry, if these guys that have been solid-ass players for a while can't even – Touch a PGA Tour event. What makes you think drug addict Johnny Manziel is going to do it? That is my scumbag bozo of the night. <laughs> He's probably on drugs when he thought of this idea. He was probably all with his buddies, all coked <laughs> out, and he was probably like, "You know what I should do? You know what I should do? You know what I should do? I should... <laughs> I'm going to play fucking golf, bro. I'm going to play fucking golf, dude." And, uh, so uh, that that's a good scumbag, Flores. I like it. Nice and light. Nice and light to get us started. Uh, Andres, over to you. Two minutes. So uh, I don't know that many are aware, but you guys recently learned that I am a cards collector. I have been growing up. Uh, it's a childhood uh, nostalgic thing with me and my dad. So I have a shit ton of boxes. I, I told you guys I have like 6,000 cards to go through. It's going to take me at least a month and a half. But my scumbag is a world record-breaking $4.6 million card, the most expensive NBA card ever. It's not a Michael Jordan card. It's not a LeBron James card. It's not a Kobe. It's not a Shaq. It is a one-of-one of of Luka Doncic rookie card that sold for $4.6 million. It's from the 2018-2019 Panini National Treasure Basketball. And at the end of the day, this card alone, this guy hasn't really done much. He doesn't have a ring. He doesn't have an MVP. Yes, he holds the the most triple doubles in NBA history before the age of 22. But his fucking rookie card just sold for $4.6 million. I am just baffled. I'm astonished. Like, I'm just, I'm dumbfounded by it. So that card alone is my scumbag of the night. The people that bought it is a scumbag of the night. There's no need. It's the second highest card ever. The first highest card ever is a Mickey Mantle rookie card 1952 at least mick has world series rings and that's all for 5.2 million but let me tell you the fact that Doncic has a card that's worth half of his contract is insane 
<laughs> you are um, always, you're a trailblazer, Andres, with the Scumbag of the Night segment. You're the first person to ever go after a kid. I think you were the first person to ever attack an, eight, uh, an eight-year-old kid uh, back in the day. And now you're the first person to ever attack a, a basketball card as a scumbag. You're mad at a card. You're declaring them as the person responsible for ruining your sports ruining happiness. My, that's right. That's right. A fucking card. Okay, I get it. I love it. I know. You're, you're mad. Shaking your head right now. And your left fist is probably clenched. You're mad. Um. Now, my scumbag. A little bit more serious. Um, I mean, it's just kind of exhausting that this that we still have to, um, you know, talk about these like, um, I don't know, racist comments or like these underlying messages. It's you would think that these people would be uh, more articulate, more professional, more intelligent. I mean, I'm talking about Coach McDermott, the head basketball coach of Creighton Basketball uh, University. He was in the locker room and told his team after a tough loss, we got to stick together. We both, we need both feet in. I need everybody to stay on the plantation. I can't have anybody leave the plantation. He said that word twice. We all know what that word insinuates. Uh, I just don't understand. I mean, most coaches, most people, when they're trying to give a pep talk, just say, I need everybody all in. I can't ever, I can't have anybody leave you know, this moment, or I can't have anybody checked out. Um, I mean, we all played sports and we've all received locker room motivational talks. You know, we've seen all these movies and whatnot. And for him to use this word is I, he apologized. I mean, he said he was sorry, but it's like, what, what, what goes on in your mind for you to think that that's the, that's your go-to word. I could think of 50 words right now to replace that with in that quote. Um, and then you're also my scumbag coach McDermott, because when you were coaching your fucking son in Creighton, like eight years ago, I had Creighton go to my final four because I thought you guys were going to do it all. And you lost like in the first round. So fuck you, McDermott. You come back and haunt me again in March. I've had enough of you. I wish to never see you again. Come up on my screen. Chance over to you. Who is your scumbag of the night? My scumbag of the night, I'm sure everyone has heard, I'm sure the audience, I know you guys are well aware, is none other than Zlatan Ibrahimovic. <laughs> and that is because his comments uh, that he said to LeBron about how he should just stick to uh, stick, stick to sports and what he does is phenomenal, but that he doesn't think that a place or a person who comes from status, like athletes, should be making political statements. And the reason that he's my scumbag, fellas, is not necessarily his take, even though I disagree with it. You know, everyone is entitled to their own opinion. Um, it's more the fact that he's a hypocrite. There's nothing that I hate more in this world than a hypocrite. And, you know, LeBron even pointed out, like, that he was the same guy who, when he was back in Sweden, he complained because he felt that his last name, that they were being racist towards him because of his Eastern European last name. Um, and then furthermore, and I don't, you know, I can't believe this portion of it. And, you know, this is why our, our, our listeners tune in to the weekend starts on Wednesday because we break news here. And I can't believe the mainstream media hasn't done this already. But if you go back and look it up, and Patrick, maybe this is something we can post on the Instagram page. Zlatan says that one of his favorite 
all-time athlete is none other than Muhammad Ali. Like, that, there's literally an <laughs> interview out there where somebody shows him a picture of Muhammad Ali, and they're like, tell us why you love him. And one of the things he says is he, speak up, he speaks up for what he believes in. Like, dude, that is the, like, the most hypocritical statement that you can make and say about LeBron, but then you give all this praise to one of my favorite all-time athletes, and Muhammad Ali. So that because of that, Slatan, because you are the biggest hypocrite in the world, you are my scumbag of the night. Well said. And one thing I did, I did really quickly want to touch on that subject because I've hated the way ESPN has covered this and totally just taken LeBron's side and, and talk so much crap on the articles that they've written about Slatan. And what I really want to just mention on this and, and, and kind of to, to go back at your point, Sean, is Slatan is talking about politics, about politicians, about the way that he's talked to, to Trump and some of the things that they've done with actual politicians, not what they've done to the community or to help the community, not what they've done for, for you know, their race and their people and where they come from, things like that. I think that stuff just got lost and twisted. I don't know if in translation or what, but I think Slatan is specifically talking about the politics of the country and the politicians of the country and not the activism part of it. And I think that's what ESPN has totally disregarded and they've, they've all they've mentioned about LeBron is but Slaton is saying this while LeBron is starting a school and doing all this activism. But I don't think Slaton is talking about the activism. I think he is just talking about the fact that he is actually getting involved in politics and talking back to politicians and telling them that they're doing their job wrong and, and dissing them and doing everything that he's been doing to Trump specifically. So that's why I just wanted to throw that in kind of in defense of slot time because he's a guy who speaks his mind and i know that when he speaks it it comes from a place not of ignorance but of knowledge because if there's somebody in this world that's as big of a star as lebron you can argue slot is there as well well why even say anything though that that's that's my that's my whole thing is like why would you even say anything i think he's just trying to you know get in there as well, you know, pay, like, I don't know. I think he's trying to ride the coattails a little bit of that and just speak. Cause I mean, he hasn't even played in major league soccer league in what, two years now. He's been out of our, um, no, 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 he hasn't been in soccer league. He's, he's in the major league. Yeah. He's playing for Italy, which you'd rather play in Europe always before you play in the United States or, or anywhere else. But yeah, no, he's, he's got a big contract, but he plays for somebody big. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I feel that I just, I think there, you know, I, I think there's an intersectionality, right, that you're obviously naturally going to have with politics and race and giving back. And again, it, to me, it's just like I'm, I'm not necessarily. Again, I don't agree with the comment, but what pisses me off is like when you talk, like, dude, you can't tell me Muhammad Ali wasn't political. Muhammad Ali like was considered a draft dodger. He refused to go to war. I don't know how you can be any like more political than that. <laughs> so like when you say that he's one of your heroes, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm, I'm a believer of like, you know, absolutism, but like at the same time, it's like, dude, do your homework because Muhammad Ali was a radical figure. 
Mm-hmm. 1,000% agree with you. I don't really know what Zlatan's saying, honestly, because I know, I get what he's saying, but at the same time, I look at everything else, and first and foremost, in Europe, racism still exists for all black athletes, that's for sure. And it's funny and interesting that a couple of weeks ago, he had a whole, uh, you know, confrontation with, with um, the, the guy from Lukaku. Oh. Yeah, Lukaku, Lukaku from, right. from, from Inter uh, Milan. And they went, went at it. And there, you know, rumors are that he did say something, even though he doesn't, he claims otherwise. But then I see this action, and I'm like, mm, coincidental? I wrote, like, you right. know, the timing, it's just, it's just a little odd. And then, you're right. When The fact that Muhammad Ali, if you don't ever think that Muhammad Ali wasn't radical, or he stood up for his rights, and he, he was a big protester, then then I don't know what's synonymous with, with Muhammad Ali, other than the greatest, greatest fighter, but... As outside of that, if you don't know anything about his life, then don't say that he's your idol and then tell LeBron or anybody else for that matter, hey, stay out of it. But at the same time, I do get it. Sometimes it does bother me when certain athletes speak, uh, you know, with their political views. And I'm like, look, man, I get it. But when you're retired or if you want to just retire because of it, then I will give you more respect. But you can't have your cake and eat it, too. You want to run for politics, run for politics after after the game, too, or whatever the case may be. But. Yeah, it's just it's just the timing of it. It's very interesting to me when I paint a picture of Zlatan. Zlat, Zlat. And well, don't get me wrong, and I, on the field he's great, but then you have this Lukaku incident and then the, the LeBron James incident. I'm like, uh, I, I don't I, believe in coincidence. Yeah, it's just like the timing's proper. You, you got to draw the line between what he's talking about. This is what I think is being, again, lost in translation. It's activism on one side and, and being an activist, a political activist when it comes to that, in actual politics where you're telling people to vote for this person or that person and get involved when it comes to that aspect of it. And again, I think that just got lost in translation, what he's actually referring to. No, Flores, so we want that But we want the we want the frenzy, Flores. We want the fucking frenzy. Give me the headlines. Give me the clickbait. I want to see shit. That's <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, we, we do not have time to have a four-hour show this week, so we cannot continue to talk about sports and politics, <laughs> but um, it was it's a great, great scumbag chance. Um, I'm definitely going to look for his interview talking about Muhammad Ali or something to recognize what you mentioned. So thank you, gentlemen, um, for very good scumbags. Our listeners, our heroes, you will never, ever be our scumbags of the night. Um, tonight, this week, you're a hero on another level because the show is going to be about an hour and 45 minutes long. We apologize it's long, but it's good content. We hope that um, you enjoy your weekend. We hope that you have a great All-Star Sunday for the NBA. And this week, the weekend starts on Wednesday with uh, hockey, Capitals and Bruins at 4 p.m. And it ends with the All-Star game at about 5 o'clock Pacific time on Sunday night. We'll see you next week. If you're going to place any bets, good luck.